suicide game just yesterday It's made all that I learned The emptiness of life examined Hello out there and welcome to another episode of Things I Learned While Learning Other Things. This is an attempt by me, Joe Morahan, and my brother JS to provide you with a series of interesting, informative, educational, and perhaps even enjoyable stories that will help you navigate those high seas of life. Today's episode is entitled, The Business of Business is Sales. This will be Podcast Zero, a two-part introductory attempt on our part to suggest to you that the real business of business is selling stuff. Now, both JS and I were in the insurance industry, not in the homeowners or personal lines. We were in the corporate insurance world dealing with catastrophes, and both of us dealt for a living with clientele, and we both retired in our 50s. So we believe having at one time or another 252 of the Fortune 100, uh, uh, 500 as clients, and and we even had Donald Trump, who I might suggest, uh, one day saw fit to tell me that I was a real asshole, that we know something about the art of selling. And we're going to try to pass on to you some ideas that we think are helpful. And that's our goal. No pressure. Over time, throw out some ideas. Because the business of business is sales, whether you like it or not. For if a business does not produce, first of all, revenues, it will prove impossible to produce profits which are needed to keep the business alive, no less make it grow. And unless your capital is infinite and you do not care about uh, capital erosion, which really is not even a rational uh, assumption, except, I guess, in the case of maybe Elon Musk or Warren Buffett or Bill Gates or the goofball from WeWork, where, where even then, while their personal capital is not infinite, it does seem to us as if it might be. And by, but by the way, none of these guys that I just mentioned would ever choose to participate in a business, in any business venture, in which the expectation might be that there will be zero profits ever produced and that all the venture capital invested in the enterprise would simply erode to zero. These men and no rational woman for that. Uh, uh, in that, in this example, would ever, ever be in such an enterprise. I mean, even the Gates Foundation, a nonprofit uh, uh, organization dedicated to improving social welfare on planet Earth, to, you know, attached only to causes it finds valuable. It has a it, it has a world class 
investment advisory team whom invest foundation funds and resources in ventures that they hope will produce extraordinary profits in their portfolio, which in turn will fund the Gates Foundation programs that they believe in so strongly. And without profits and growing investment funds, there is no future for the Gates Foundation. So don't kid yourselves. The business of business is selling stuff to generate profits. And, and all those nonprofits, again, never fool yourselves. Their fundraising campaigns are giant sales opportunities. For example, the University of Notre Dame, where I went to school as an undergrad, with only $8,000, oh, 8,000 students, they have, an, they have an endowment fund that exceeds $16 billion. Yes, $16 billion with a B. So charitable organizations, nonprofits, are just legal categorizations by which the IRS deals with them. They are sales efforts non-pareil. You need revenues. It's the oxygen that generates the profits that will keep an enterprise alive and, and grow that enterprise and, and, and do it in a way that produces something meaningful out of all your time and energy. And you need to sell lots of stuff to somebody or, or soon there will not be an enterprise at all. I cannot emphasize this enough. Enough, And this podcast is really the opening segment of what we hope and believe will be a lengthy series on the, the business of professional sales. And we'll, it will be based upon principles we don't see employed by, say, used car salesmen um, that, that we ever saw in Arthur Miller's um, play, The Death of a Salesman. No, nor are we going to be suggesting, uh, suggesting the adoption of those values or methods that were so viscerally on display in the 1992 film adaptation of David Mamet's uh, Pulitzer Prize winning play Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, where a mesmerizing in his malevolence, Alec Baldwin, I mean, I mean to a hor horrified sales staff that included um, Kevin Spacey, Alan Arkin, uh, Ed Harris, Jack Lemmon, <laughs> and Al Pacino, you know, already callous, immoral, uncaring, worn out by and, and worn thin by the tedious life of salespeople spent on the road, you know, by soul-killing experiences. Yeah. He provided them a most magnificent, yet most malignant, amoral diatribe that masqueraded as an intense motivational sales lecture. And, and by the way, I would argue that Alec Baldwin's unprincipled, unscrupulous, furious 
diatribe to simply be the greatest monologue in film history. I challenge you to go to YouTube and watch this. I mean, it's seven minutes and 23 seconds of unmatched greed, cynicism, pure, um, unadulterated, misanthropic advice on how one goes about the nasty, nasty business of separating innocence, the elderly, the retired, and, and dupes from their hard-earned money. His strategy, ABC, always be closing. Oh, it's a horrific enterprise. That's the kind of sales we're not going to be talking about. We're not going to be talking about schmoozing customers, duping prospects. We won't be promoting carnival activities, carnival tactics. And, and, and while we're at it, we're not going to be um, uh, going to try to suggest that, you know, you take on the characteristics, rival the behaviors endorsed by Richard Dreyfus and uh, Danny DeVito, as, as was witnessed in The Tin Men, those slick, sleazy, door-to-door, aluminum siding salesmen in a film that just made my skin crawl. No, this, this podcast is designed to pass along to those who care about this subject uh, ideas and strategies that will foster the development of non-threatening environments in which you will be better enabled, more pleasantly engaged with prospective customers whom will profit by purchasing the goods and services which you hold out for sale. That's, that's our objective. And we hope to provide some ideas and some guidance that will help you you know, allow you to better address client needs absent all the gamesmanship, the high-pressure selling techniques and formulaic methods adopted by untalented, low-performing sales types who, who truly believe that sales is a game of chicanery, misdirection, and deception because it is not. And I do find it interesting that the top business schools in this nation, none of them offer professional sales training courses as part of their curricula. Though there is no better paying and no more valuable function than is the business of sales. Professional sales is both art and science. It is a profession. It is not for amateurs. It is not voodoo. It is not witchcraft. Nor, nor is it like Penn and Teller, Las Vegas, um, deception, smoke screens, and craftiness. No, no. It, it shouldn't be an uncomfortable, oppressive, fear-inducing, painful, like, you know, root canal activity. It should be a non-threatening. It should be enjoyable. It should be productive, satisfying, fun, and financially rewarding exercise. And this is probably not what you think about when you hear about the idea of salesmen at work. But it, but it doesn't have to be this way. 
So we're going to wind up staying focused on the fundamental principle that the pursuit of excellence, the solving of people's problems, the fulfillment of customers' needs, wants, desires, almost their obscene uh, desires, it requires talent, commitment, excellence. And it's a process by which long-term profitable relationships will prove far more attractive, far more meaningful than having fooled people one time, you know, one-time engagements. Winning customers, losing customers is a very unappealing, low-return approach to any business enterprise. It's akin to a um, a, a mouse on a wheel exercise. It is exhausting and it will get you nowhere. So this continuous series will discuss the attitudinal aspects of sales professionals, business people who get it. Um, and it is about personal commitment needed to achieve both personal success and superior financial rewards, which is a byproduct of being excellent. We will, we will try to discuss methods by which client trust is developed and earned. And a sales approach will be unveiled by, by me and by, by JS that has proven successful whether one is selling uh, I don't know, bowling balls, baseball mitts, software, uh, financial services, or any other product or service. And we will talk about how best to allocate your most valuable asset, your most valuable resource, which is your time, which by definition is limited. It is restricted and it's like sands through the hourglass. You only have so much time and managing that time is critical to success. And we'll discuss methods by which priorities are established and the process by which easy to understand what we have identified as expected value budgeting techniques will help you reach the sales goals, the business objectives that you have established for your organization. This is, this is really a story at the end of the day about becoming you, Y-O-U, unique, unique, defining you. Your actions will define you. And we believe it, gaining a reputation for excellence in the field of endeavor that you have chosen and gaining a reputation for creativity, a sui generis, one of a kind in your market is what will set you apart, make you stand out from the crowd in whatever market in which you choose to perform. And we're going to make the make the the point a strong point that in the pursuit of excellence you can learn to live a unified existence in that everything you experience every every film you see every 
every book you read, every concert you attend, every activity in which you are engaged, every interaction that you have with people provides you with the material by which you will better understand yourself, better understand life, and, and that you might use to produce better, more comprehensive, intensive, and more effective communication with customers and prospective customers. Everything in life is valuable material for which you can create a you unlike anybody else. And it will be a much more interesting existence for you. And we will suggest a much more profitable existence. Now, someday I will relate the story of how, you know, for some weird reason, I picked up and read a book about beekeeping. Now, you need to know, I know nothing about beekeeping. I have no interest, no discernible interest in beekeeping. But for whatever reason, I picked up and read this book. And and while I remember very little from that book, there were a few things about beekeeping and beekeepers that stayed with me. And several years later, facing an enormous business problem, what suddenly popped into my head was the story of a beekeeper and a queen bee. And it proved to be the key to successfully resolving a large, complex business dilemma involving tens of millions of dollars, revenues, the maintenance of revenues, and the profits that flow therefrom. And it involved hundreds of people. I mean, who knew beekeeping techniques would reveal, especially for someone like me who has no interest in beekeeping, a yield in riches, not just in honey, but in ideas that resolved a business problem involving more than 100 employees and millions of dollars. I mean, I never saw it coming. And, and by the way, pre my beekeeping insight, I'd been told by a senior executive at the company for whom I worked about the situation we were now involved in. Joe, the problem is unresolvable. It's going to be like the fall of Rome. Now, I, I don't know about you, but that seemed like a pretty bad outcome to me, especially so since I, you know, I humbly claim status after reading lots of books, watching lots of films, after studying, researching, and going on trips guided by historians and military experts, I consider myself an amateur historian. So be, to be told that the situation we were in was going to be like the fall of Rome seemed like a very bad place to be. And then suddenly it occurred to me, you know, that, that story of that old queen bee. Hmm. But that really is a story for another day. These are our opening thoughts. And as we progress, we'll get far more specific in our recommendations. You know, 
things we learned while learning other things. So this is part one of the two-part podcast zero on the business of business is sales. Thanks for listening. We hope you'll tune in to part two. Inside game just yesterday It's made all that I learned The emptiness of life examined Time can't be Misguided and all of my own At least that's what I thought I failed to see that I belong Everything I'm also Just a drop of rain and a thunderstorm Another grain of sand on the beach How could I miss what was in front of me? Two eyes that can't make you see. It's the mind that paints all these pictures, like the mirage of the desert. I misread all the signals. I never knew that I. Demons, they led me astray